The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. We are traveling carpet salesmen. <laughs> what are your numbers? I found gargoyle control stones. This um, is awkward. Son, I know a lie when I hear one. Don't take Alanis' thing. Ask him if he found an airship for me. Cassian. Just riches Cassian. and a ton of sex and a sweet ass airship. Cassian. What? Oh. Um. Okay, you might want to just like leave town. What's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> U.S. listeners, congratulations on finishing your taxes. If you didn't finish your taxes, you are not allowed to listen to this episode yet. Go back and adult first. Our live show is this coming Saturday, April 21st, and if you've been following us on Twitter and Facebook, then you saw that we're doing something a little special. We got a lovely Leperwood Flail Dragon Tray from the fine people at Dogmite Games that we'll be raffling off at the show. The folks at Dogmite are crazy talented. And this piece is real pretty. You can check out their other work at dogmite.com. That's D-O-G-M-I-G-H-T dot com. And this ain't your parents' raffle, neither. Every ticket you buy has a chance to affect the in-game dice rolls. So come be a part of the fun. Now, we'll get to the show. It's episode 42, so bring your towel and don't panic. Let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time, our intrepid party set out into the city to see about finding an airship. Through their search, they finally realized that airships just aren't a thing in this world, and that even (laughs) hot air balloons and dirigibles are few and far between, so they will have to hoof it to the mountains. They were able to warn Millicent that something evil was about to befall the city, and asked that she pass that message on to Utesh. They secreted the captive guard and Gulric into their wagon via empty sacks and set out, taking Gulric's horses with them. Along the way, they encountered several more purple-robed figures, tracking them each back to sewer entrances. However, they decided not to pursue them further and instead continued on. First, to the Temple of Aegea, where they gave the Elder a copy of the transcribed Tome of the Deep Wrath and Yarfik lied to a holy woman and she totally knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Heading for the east gate and keeping their heads on a swivel, they spotted Kathak going into one of the forges. Feeling unable to leave without tying up this loose end, Olash went in after him to talk. They flirted, very effectively, and Olash convinced Kathak to come travel with them on a two-week vacation. (laughs) We pick up now with the enlarged party just passing through the east gate at about 8 p.m., Cassian, Ildov, Olash, and Kathak all on horseback, while Yarfik drives the wagon containing their provisions and hidden prisoners. Now, are there any last-minute things you guys want to do before you leave the city? There's nowhere to get potions, right? There's nowhere to get potions. Cassian, I do actually have something I want to do. I want to stop by the lore house. We don't have time for this! 
Uh, not to get laid. I just need to see if if Tomeo has written me back because I feel like if there's anybody who is going to know like where the, like anything more specific about where this legendary magic sword is hidden, it's going to be Tomeo, the master bard. Also, I want to give a warning. One more warning to the people of the city in the form of an insanely catchy song that will spread like wildfire throughout the populace. You want to play a concert? <laughs> And as we leave. Not not a full concert, but I'm going to rock it in the lore house. Presumably all the bards will be so wowed by my song that they'll spread it throughout the city. That's that's my basic Okay, plan. so Cassian, you are going one. to ride off to the lore house real quick. Yeah. Uh, Does anybody else have any um, charisma buffs they can give me to help with this process? Yeah, I can. Let me find it. I mean, I can do enhance ability on myself too, but I don't know if... I have enhance ability. Okay. Well, we don't need to... Do- that doesn't no, stack, that doesn't so stack. I'll just do it on myself. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, if anybody wants to come and see this. I'm just going to wash the wagon. (laughs) Okay. I assume you need some tambourine. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to play, actually. Okay, so (laughs) Cassian and Olash are going to go, leaving Yarfik and Ildov and Kathak. Oh, no, I think Kathak wants to go watch this. This, I mean... I mean, she's she's performing. Are you inviting him? He doesn't want to impose. (laughs) Yeah, I'm inviting him. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, that, uh, great. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to come. Or Cool. No, that's a great idea because I was going to also make a suggestion. Um, at the, as we're like heading off, I'm going to sort of sidle up to, to Ildav and say, um, your, your spell that lets you probe the thoughts of others. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking it might work better if um, you have Yarfik interrogating <laughs> Gulrick. <laughs> well, um, while you're listening in on his thoughts, so that way uh, Yarfa can kind of guide his thoughts to the relevant information by asking him targeted questions. Okay, true. Maybe you could do that while we're gone, while Kathak is out of the picture. I don't know, just... I can, I mean, I can try. They do, it's, like, when I probe, I think that people know that I'm reading their thoughts. They, like, know. I thought that was only if you try to go deeper into their mind. Oh, true. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. But if, but I'm, what I'm saying is... Just he like, won't have to go like deeper because, like, okay. Yarfik, like when he's thinking of the answers to Yarfik's questions, even if he's not saying them, he'll probably be thinking um, of it if he doesn't know that you're listening. It. Just a thought. Maybe. Maybe we could get some more specific information about his plans. Maybe figure out how to stop, you know, the evil from arising. It does. Yeah. I mean, I can try. Uh, we'll see so. if he, he's like asleep right now, right? He's like not. Um, I think he's bound and gagged. I have no idea if he's awake. Oh, okay. He's in the bag. Basically. So Cassian, Olash, and Kathak ride off to go up into the barter. Are uh, Ildov and, and Yarfik, are you guys staying at the east gate? Are you going to continue on a little bit? What are you... I don't feel weird staying at the gate. E- yeah, I mean, I feel like we should find a place that's, like, near, but, like, not... Shady. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A shady place. <laughs> off the beaten path, per se. <laughs> okay, so you, you continue on a bit to the tree line, which is going to be roughly the same time that, that the other half of the party arrives at the lore house, uh, but we'll go with, yeah, with you guys first. <clears throat> yeah, well, it, it is. <clears throat> what do you want? <laughs> so, uh, so Ildov and Yarfik, what are you guys doing? So what did Cassian ask you to do? Well, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to say it. Let's, in front of the... Let's get off of the thing. And, sure. Also, yeah. I can telepathically communicate right. with yeah, you. Right, yeah, I've just been sitting. It hurts my butt, so... Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I tell y'all, Yarfik, what Cassian wants me to do. Okay. I say, so you should interrogate Golrek, and I will, I guess, cast Detect Thoughts. Okay. I, I don't know what else we're going to get out of him, but I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll stall while you, you put robe. All right. 
like <laughs> it has to be for it to work it has to be like targeted like you ask him for specific information yeah. he thinks of that information he, she hears the thoughts oh, okay but it, so, the like, spell only lasts plan, for basically. like a minute so i'm gonna wait yeah yeah so I, I, I it wait seems like we're getting question yeah, yeah. Alright, so um, do we put them in separate sacks or one sack? They're in separate sacks. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to uh, get the sack out, but I'm going to throw it on the ground as hard as I can. Okay, so you're taking them out of the wagon. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm dragging dragging the sack to the tree line. They're off the wagon. Okay. (laughs) Um, So you drag the sack to the tree line. Over as many rocks as I can, and, you know, like, knock through a tree or two. You don't have to hurt them. Just you kidding. Don't, I don't know. I kind of interrogate. You can do your no, interrogation. I don't, wanna, I don't know. I just look. I just. I feel like Goldrick and I like have a lot in common. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. That worries me quite a bit. Actually, no, it's I mean, fine. I can put him back on the. Th- we can just sit here and say we interrogate him. It's perfect. No, it's what we're. Do- you want to lie to our teammates? <laughs> it's not working so well for me, but apparently it's the path I'm going down. Uh, who even are you anymore? I've been asking myself the same thing, and I figured a person of your many personalities might be able to help me with that. I, uh, that's a lot <laughs> You asked. I, okay, you know what, let's just keep going okay. with the, but so. like, don't hurt them. Or whatever, do what you gotta do. It's fine. So you find a place. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. And I just roll down the sack just enough so we see his face, still ball gagged. Um, so you just haven't, sorry, you just haven't rolled so he's like Kenny from South Park where you can just see like just this circle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. And as I'm doing that also, I'm going to try, do I have like a piece of like, long enough piece of thing to tie a blindfold on? Yeah. Okay, so I'm sure. going to tie a blindfold, pull it down, blindfold it like that so it's tied around the sack. Okay. Which is weird. And then I'm going to. Uh, Great, so he can't see me. No, no he can't see Perfect. me. Perfect. That's what I thought. Uh, and I'm gonna smack. Is he out cold or is he moving around? Uh, I mean, the, the the jostling over all the rocks certainly woke him up if he was asleep. I'm still gonna smack him cold eyes. Wakey, wakey! We're here. Pop the gag out of his mouth. How you feeling, little boy? You feeling better than you were before? He just sort of starts like moving his jaw around in that like, ah, oh, finally freedom. I can move this. Uh, but he doesn't say anything. Now I know we got off on a very wrong foot before, and you know. It, being on opposing sides of a coming uh, apocalypse can do that to people, but I I feel like there's something that we need to discuss. And I, I understand if you don't want to, but uh, I feel like we need to get something cleared up here. You said downstairs that uh, something was coming, that something was already in motion, that something that we couldn't stop. And so I would like to just get your thoughts on, you know, why it's so imperative that we can't stop it. Why is it moving so fast? Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts. So you you ask him that question, you cast Detect Thoughts, and he answers right away. He says, uh, there's nothing imperative about it moving so fast. It's not even moving fast. It's moving at exactly the speed that it was supposed to. And Ildov, you get this overwhelming feeling that you, like, you know that feeling you get when you're talking to an idiot? <laughs> that's that's what's going on in Gulrick's mind right now. Okay. Okay. Well. And, yeah, he's basically, he's, hates me. So you're saying, obviously then, you know, well then convince me here. You want as many people on this side of, of bad or anything else? Why is this a good thing that it's happening? Why did you devote your life to this thing that's going to destroy so many people? We've already had this conversation. I wasn't there for this. I need to know. Your life hangs in the balance at this point. My life wasn't my own to begin with. 
your life was your own when you were born, when yes. you were a small child, when you, you came up in the ranks and maybe, I don't know, you were your own person. Something changed. You're a fool. So you may say. I'm just trying to understand the person that just tried to cause us pain when we did nothing against him. It's not about what I wanted. You matter to me. I want to know what you want. <laughs> Roll persuasion. 20, 20. 13. Really, that's the tactic. You drag me over all of those rocks and all of that, and then you have that conversation with... I, I'm Ildov is clearly around here somewhere. I could hear you talking to her. And and now you're, you're trying to tell me that you care about me <coughs> as a person? Put the fucking gag back in. What I, do, what I you... care. <laughs> You're right, I'm here, but I care. <laughs> and I also care. Yarvik, stop lying. I'm not lying. If I didn't care, then I wouldn't have tried to stop even people from killing him before. I care about every soul. I Then, yes, I understand that I may have gone a little farther than that, but I care about every soul of a person, and you still have a soul, sir. I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> He, he he turns his head towards where he hears Ildov's voice coming from, and he just goes, wasn't he the one who tried to kill me first? I mean, I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm obviously, you know, I'm, I'm in a bit of a pickle here, but, uh, but I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly while I was rolling around on the floor laughing uncontrollably that he was the one who tried to smash my head in with a hammer. Sure, exactly, but I care. <laughs> At the time, it seemed that the only way to save people, but apparently I misjudged it. I do care about you, sir. I care about everyone. I only want to protect those from things that will hurt them or bring them pain. And I believe that something has brought you pain to bring you this far. And I want to know what that is. I know I'm not owed it or anything else, but I want to know. Ildov. Yes, Gorek. <laughs> I do have to wonder, given that we seem to be in somewhat similar situations, why you associate with these bloviating fools. I, uh, 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 I, I've never had friends before. And there you, one... Oh, so this was your first try, is oh. what you're saying. <laughs> no, they're great people, uh, mostly. They're mostly great people. <laughs> wow, you're making such a strong case. They are great people, they're great people. Uh, you know what? I, this was such a bad idea. Why, why would Cassian suggest this? Because he's Cassian. Yeah. But of course he's a good person, sort of. no. I didn't say sort of. I said mostly. <laughs> Semantics of oh, I wish I had not left you guys alone. <laughs> Your choice. Uh, so we're going to cut from here to the lore house now. <laughs> so Cassian, Olash, and Kathak roll up to the, uh, the lore house. They uh, stow their horses outside, uh, you know, tie their, their bits and bridles up, uh, whatever, to the, the hitch and post, go in. To our, our, you know, it's it's evening. It's like nine o'clock at night. The place is pretty pretty hopping. There's a big roaring fire. You open the doors to a rousing welcome. <laughs> what I you look, doing? Um, I guess I'm gonna first head up to the rookery to see if I've got anything from Tomeo. Check the calendar. Okay, so you head up to the rookery and you are there's like a an an incoming pile uh, <laughs> that you you search through. And uh, there's there's nothing there. Damn it. 
Can I leave a forwarding address? <laughs> is there, like, do I know a town that we'll be in in a couple of days? Cassian Von Demos, on the um, You, I mean, there are, there are places along the route that you can say, like, you know, maybe try here. Sure. Okay. Uh, you guys might be, uh, there's there's a town called Crossroads, which is right on the, the intersection, essentially, of the road that comes from Bastafier oh, and, of course, Ramble. Is this like the Britney Spears movie? <laughs> you, guys, you guys went exact opposite directions with that, which is what I was hoping would happen. Okay, um, well, I'll tell the Raven Master whatever uh, that I can reach there at approximately this date if I get a message from Tomeo okay. and so on. The and then I'll, um, uh, I've cast Eagle Splendor on myself, by the way, on the way over. And then Told I'm yourself gonna... that story about the yeah, salmon yeah. blood just, and everything I just again? I really think real hard about that glorious <laughs> salmon, salmon blood, blood and the eagle and all that yep. good shit. And then I'm going to go down into the into the main lore house area. And it's... What are Olash and Kathak doing while this is all happening? Do you guys just walk up with him or are you exploring the lore house? Like, what's going on? Are you holding his hand? Ooh. Uh, I was gonna ask him if he want if he if he would be willing to hold my tambourine for me. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <Re> really? <laughs> um, I mean, you're not. You, I won't. I won't break it. No, that's yeah. I don't think you will. That's why I'm trusting you with it. Oh, okay. He like puts his hands out flat <laughs> so that you can place it down on them, and then he just holds them up like this. He, he won't close his hands around it for fear that, that he'll get fingerprints on it or that he'll mess it up in some way. So he just walks around the lore house holding it like a platter. Tambourine boy. <laughs> Thank you, Kathak. Oh, of course. Okay, so back to Cass. So basically, as soon as there's an opportunity, like as soon as like whoever's sort of playing on the main stage stops, I'm going to jump up with my loot out and motion to, to Olas to get up. And I'm gonna They say, are having an open mic, so... Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call out... Uh, Bardic brethren, I apologize for interrupting here, but what I have to say to you all and sing to you all is vital. Every once in a while, normally we bards, we sing for entertainment, for coin, to lift the drudgery of everyday life and turn the spirits towards fans, flights of fancy. But every so often, we are also called upon to deliver messages from the divine. And it is for that reason that I've come before you today. And I strike up a tune on my lute. And I say, Basta fear. Listen up and beware. There's something coming. And you can't hide anywhere. The gods give you this one. It's time that you left town. The war god spawn is rising to tear this city down. Get to leaving, leaving. Got to split town and fast. Cause it's coming, coming on Imperamast. And it goes on like that. I'm not gonna subject you all to a full to a full rendition of that. But basically I cover the the main points that um <laughs> <laughs> a great evil rising up from below. It's unstoppable. Uh, like they, they, everyone should just basically get the fuck out, um, and that they'll know that it's true because 
uh, a terrible secret will be discovered under the home of a great man. So around like the twelfth chorus, the entire place like they're they've caught on and they are just they are actually you know what roll performance real quick before <laughs> okay. I go for this. In okay. This is with advantage. Oh my god! <laughs> Trying that again. Why don't you try doing it on the table? Okay, so the first one uh, that was a um, fifteen. Okay. <laughs> ten. Fifteen and ten. Okay, well, fifteen. Fifteen's yeah. fine. Um, so yeah, by the by, the twelfth chorus, the entire place like they're singing along, they're loving it. Every time it comes up, you, there's just like drunken people raising their flags and be like, "Best." They're they're totally yeah. digging it. Um, at one point, Bon the Jovi gets up on stage with you, and, and he like he's he's back to back with you and singing. And a couple of other people get up with with lyres and lutes and and full size guitars, and they're playing along because it's a pretty simple chord progression, right? Yeah. A couple people with bongos. They they get out with bongos. Uh, at one point, this dude does like this really kick ass improvised bagpipe solo. <laughs> Um, Why am I not there? And then right around the time where like the song is finishing up, you throw to Olash, who who like just reaches to the side and grabs her tambourine right off of of Kathak's hands, and and Olash roll uh, roll performance. Uh, eight. Um, so you you grab your uh, you, you grab the tambourine and like the whole place hushes. <laughs> and and it's all eyes on you and you start you start banging out a tune but it's like not quite on the beat like it's not it's not bad but it's also not you kind of wish the bagpipe guy had gone after you instead of before <laughs> you cuz his thing was a lot more impressive so it kind of like sucks the air out of the room just, just a little bit just a little bit but then it comes back to Cassian and he finishes with a big flourish and there's a whole bunch of applause, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, where are you playing next? That was amazing!" <laughs> I say, uh, "Thank you very much. Um, I will be, uh, unfortunately, have a, a mission of gravest importance that'll force me to leave town. But I ask you to spread, spread this message, brethren, throughout the city. Let everyone know what approaches." Absolutely. Who should we say wrote the song? Cassian von Fucking Demos. <laughs> Fake black. Is that your full title? Uh, no, the, the the fucking part I just got cut up in the moment. Cassian von Demos. Esquire. Uh, oh yeah, Esquire, uh, expert tunneler, hero of legend, uh, uh, ladies man, man's man, friend to the oppressed and downtrodden, foe to the wicked. Am I leaving anything out? <laughs> That's it! <laughs> and I throw a bunch of my business cards into the audience. <laughs> I have been foretold! <laughs> Great. Uh, oh yeah, hero of destiny and legend. There's a whole bunch of cheering, a pair of bloomers hits you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I grab them and throw them a wink. Yeah. Yeah, and there's much rejoicing. Great. Uh, you guys just gonna leave after that? I think so. I think we should skedaddle. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What does Kathak think of that song after I told him we were going on like a nice vacation? <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent question. <laughs> So, you, so um, I, I are, should are, note I didn't specifically call out Gorek. I just said that a yeah. terrible yeah. Uh, so, how are you asking this? Are you just coming out and saying like, how um, do you feel about that song after I told you we're going on vacation? Maybe, or like, maybe I'm not gonna like specifically ask, but I'll just like look to see if he seems to have like picked up on it, or if like he seems different at all. Are you just in passing gonna be like, what'd you think of the song? Yeah, sure. And he goes, oh, it was, um, 
it was it uh, you know it was good it was long uh, <laughs> i um i mean i i especially liked your part but um you know it was interesting i don't know i don't really go in for that narrative stuff <laughs> okay. Excellent. <laughs> That'll make this much easier. We piece them. Yeah, yeah. Let's roll. Go, okay. up with the convoy. Go out, grab your horses, and uh, ride back over to the gate. Uh, you guys arrive there. The wagon and is not there. Yeah, I'm. I assume we're heading out on the road looking yeah. for it. So you guys uh, ride out to the tree line, <laughs> and you find them without much trouble. So you guys all meet up again, uh, and the party's all together on the road. Yeah. Great. On the road. So, um, All together. When, when it's it's to... latish. It's like 10 p.m. right now. Okay. I'm stewing in the front seat. I'm going to sort of sidle over to Ildav and I say, <clears throat> so uh, did you guys get any of the details of Gulric's plan that uh, we talked we, about? We tried. I, <laughs> I did. I cast Detect Thoughts, and all I got was that he felt like he was talking to an idiot. Because it was Yarfik. It was Yarfik. Was an- <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I love that that's just the accepted thing. <laughs> so what, you didn't ask didn't him get... about what, like, what the specifics of his plan were or how to get. I, well, I didn't want him to know that I was there at first. Mm. Uh, but he knew because Yarfik was talking to me. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so we just, we didn't really get anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, sorry. Uh, hey, you win some, you lose some, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, we can try again later, right? When you recharge your spells. Sure, yeah, I guess when I recharge my spells, yeah. I don't want to use another spell slot. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, have, outside uh, of the game. Sorry. <laughs> only got so much magic juice left. <laughs> I don't want Yarfrick wasting my spell slots. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, it's late. What are you guys doing? You want to continue on for a bit? Find a place to camp? You want to just camp where you are? I feel like we should go on for like a little bit and then find, yeah, Yeah, just like get a little bit further away from the city. Okay. Is anyone else in the wagon with me or am I by myself? They are all on horseback. You do have the guard in Gulric. Yes. I I forgot about the guard. At some point, I'm probably going to go in there and... Use prestidigitation to make them stink a little less, which I assume, I assume they're, you know, they've been bundled up for like eight hours in there. It's been longer than eight hours. It has it? Okay. Well, Well, I mean, they've been sitting in, they, so they've been in, they haven't been in the sacks for eight hours, but they have been sitting in their own filth for longer than that. Oh, okay. They haven't eaten probably 20 Well, I'm definitely going to prestidigitate them. We can probably oh, figure can out a way to them? feed them. Yeah. No. So how are you going to do that with Kathok there? How close is he to the wagon? Oh, he doesn't know What's that they're What's your guys' marching order? He doesn't know I'm that they're the there. Wagon. Yeah, you are in the wagon. So we have the wagon. I feel like Olash and Kathak are like at the... You guys are like taking up the rear, right? Or are they scouting ahead? Or are you yeah. scouting yeah. ahead? Scout ahead. Maybe, you should maybe scout you ahead. Should, yeah. should ride ahead. <clears throat> they do both have dark vision. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Got that dark vision. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Olash, uh, you... Tell Kathak that you, you're going to go scout ahead and you invite him along. Um, and he very quickly agrees. So you guys go out ahead of the wagon, maybe like, you know, not super far, like 30 feet or so, but far enough that you guys aren't immediately there. Uh, what is everybody else doing? I'd say one of us is holding a dagger to the person's throat and, you know, ordering them not to make any sound as we feed them. 
right? So one of us is in the wagon with them? Probably I'm, two I'm of us I'm driving the wagon, be. so I've got to keep oh. doing that. Maybe maybe we both need to have our horses tied up alongside everybody and go in there and feed them. I guess, yeah. I'll let you do the honors of feeding them. Uh, I'm not sure you're going to be as credible holding a dagger. Um, <laughs> Something to be aware of also is that there's not a lot of room in the wagon. Oh, how much um, not a lot? Because you've got, so the the average, uh, I did a lot of research, the average Conestoga-style wagon uh, is is four feet by 18 feet. The inside of this one, you're probably looking about like five by 15. So you've got two sacks of person, and then you've got all the provisions that you took from Gulrick's kitchen. Um, so I'm going to say you could probably fit <clears throat> one more person in there. Oh. And I'm just going to gently remind you that it was I who slit the throat of that one guy. Yeah, but yeah, but you you didn't have such uh, feelings of commonality for for that guy. We know we That's all know how true. you feel about Gulrick. <laughs> do we? Do we? Because oh, I'm not I sure know. that I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware. I just, we have some things in common. It's fine. No, look, there's nothing against nothing against you, and I I, I understand you I come ju- from a different background. I just I just feel like okay, he won't believe you'll slit his throat. I could be wrong about that. Nope, you're probably right. All right, it shouldn't be me. Please don't slit his throat. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm I mean, not do it if you have to. You know. Okay. Okay. So you that. clamber into the wagon. <laughs> you get his head out. Put a knife up to his throat. And what are you saying? For the moment, we've decided to keep you alive. Uh, if you do anything to call out a warning or, or attempt to use a spell on me or otherwise impede us, uh, that calculus will change rapidly. I'm going to feed you now. I don't want to hear any noise from you other than chewing and swallowing. Roll intimidation. Uh-huh. Twelve. He nods his head. Okay. I remove the gag and start, I don't know, feeding him some... Gorp. <laughs> Find some gorp in one of the boxes. And yes, feed him. good old box of gorp. So yeah, you start you start feeding him, and he just he slowly mm-hmm. takes a mouthful, chews, swallows, give him some water, water when you're done, down, yeah, and then regag him mm-hmm. back in the sack. Exactly, and same uh, same process with the guard. Yeah, you uh, get the guard's head out. Uh, you start to repeat your spiel, and he just starts nodding his head right away. He's like, yeah, I heard yeah. it. Got it. We're all good. Oh, and before all this, of course, I am casting <clears throat> prestidigitation to clean them up. Uh, the, the form that that's taking in this case is just a bunch of, uh, you know, fancy brushes and washcloths and shit appear out of nowhere, monogrammed with Cassian Von Demos and fancy initials. Very uh, uh, Fantasia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very Fantasia-esque. Oh. Which is good. Uh, you, you got in the wagon, and there was, there was an odor. Uh, especially when you open the sacks mm. yeah. and you you realize that like you know if you guys hadn't sort of figured out a plan for how to do that like it would have threatened your provisions mm. yeah. um, well taken so care of that out. <laughs> what happens when you transport bad apples oh god <laughs> look I know you recently became a father but that doesn't mean to like, lean into dad jokes that much Sorry. anyway uh, right. so you successfully feed and water them and get them back in. Uh, so Olash and Kathak are still out front. Uh, Olash, roll survival. Ooh, what? Natural one, you die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's a 12. Okay. So you guys are looking for a good place to bed down for the night, and right, well, it... Well, oh, oh, that's... Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, they are, they are scouting ahead. Right, never mind. 
This guy. We're looking for a place to have an orgy. Calm down. <laughs> you got to do it out in the woods. Everyone knows that. It's fantasy 2018. Way, yeah. You need a lot of space. Uh, so they are. you guys are scouting out ahead, looking for a good campsite. Are you happy now? God, you prude. Um, looking for a good campsite. And uh, it takes you a while, honestly. Like you, you see a lot of places where you're like, "Oh, that's a clearing that could probably work," but there's like fallen logs and and shit there. And one of them just has like a big rock in the middle, so it would be really uncomfortable to sleep on. But eventually, probably around like one, two a.m., you finally find a place that's that's big enough for all of you. So you sort of stop there in the road, wait for everyone to catch up to you, signal that like this is a good place. You pull all the horses over, tie them to trees, pull the wagon over so it's off the road set about making a campfire and sort of getting all your stuff together for the night. Um, anything you guys want to do? I want to put together satchels of like food for everybody so we can like have like things out of the provisions and kind of on the road. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, so you, sh- you make, uh, we'll, we'll say you make like two rations for everybody. Okay. Um, so everyone has two meals worth of stuff on the road that they can use. As you guys are setting everything up, you know, getting out your bedrolls, all that stuff, Kathak is helping out. He's, he's tying up the horses. He comes back over he looks around and he goes, ah, well, um, you know, I realized we left so quickly I didn't bring anything with me. Um, <laughs> I'll just sleep in the wagon. And he oh, starts no, no. walking towards the wagon. Kadok, Kadok, Kadok. You can have my bedroll. I'm going to take first watch. Feel free to use it and lie out. I'll hang out on the wagon. Yeah, it's actually you, pretty you, tight quarters. Your, your, your bedroll is like half my size. You can use it as a pillow. I mean, it'll be fine for you. <laughs> I don't want to sleep on the ground. You don't have to. You, <coughs> no, it's f- look. It's fine. Yeah, I'll sleep in the wagon. I've I've slept in worse conditions before. You you take. I'll I'll yeah. How I'll take first watch and I'll sleep in the wagon. How about I take first watch? You can use my bed. Roll. Same <laughs> same size. Perfect. Plan made. That's so okay. Um, fine. Uh, you you take first watch. I'll catch some Z's. Uh, and then then when you know I'll take second watch, and you can sleep. I um I sort of. Sidle over to him and throw an arm around him. <laughs> I throw an arm around his shoulders and I say, Kathak, I, uh, I don't mean to overstep my boundaries here, but I, f- I feel like Olash is sending some pretty clear signals your way, my man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, when one offers to share one's bedroll, sure, it's it's a ma- matter of camping convenience, but, uh, you know, I think she, uh, I think she likes you, man. <laughs> but... You know what? Why don't you don't even worry about watch tonight? The four of us kind of got a thing going. We got our own <laughs> rhythm with the watches. You just uh, you just catch some shut eye and just you know see where the night takes you. Roll persuasion. <laughs> you don't have eagle splendor anymore. <laughs> but I do have plus ten to persuasion, and that's twenty two. <laughs> well, but 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 then where is Olash gonna sleep? I would. Uh, let's worry about that when it comes up. <laughs> You know, okay. Well, cross that bed when I mean, I guess it. Uh, you know, it has been a pretty long day. Oh, I could use a good long rest. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know, you guys got a thing. I understand. I respect that. I, I get. You know, I'm. I'm kind of. Yeah. I'm the fifth wheel. I, hey, no disrespect, you know? man. I mean, it's just you know, we we got a rhythm. Yes, there are only five of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Elduff. Thanks for that. That was that was a. <laughs> I'd reiterate that. She have like a math thing or something. <laughs> Well, we are Seems like a weird thing to blurt out, that's all. <laughs> We're still getting used to all of her quirks. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a weird one. <laughs> she's very pertinent on her numbers. We need to make sure all the numbers are correct, and she has to say them out loud. Yeah, she's uh, the one of knowledge, I think. I forget where we landed on that. Okay, well, um, 
Uh, it sounds great. I'll um, I'm gonna sit by the fire for a little bit. I like, yeah, I like fire. Good call. Yeah, fire's good. I'm gonna go over to Olash. Just take her side behind the wagon, away from them. You're on first watch. I'll stay up a little later. I'll drag them out of the wagon when he goes to sleep and get them hidden. What? I thought we well, just I, settled that he's not going to sleep in the wagon. He's not going to wake up. He's no. just sleeping. You sure? Because he might want, like, try to be nice and chivalrous and then try to give you the mineral back. I'm going to telepathically uh, connect to Cassian for a minute and yeah. be like, y'all, like, we can't keep this up. He's going to find out. He's going to find out. He's pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna think back, and, and I say, I, I look, I think uh, with Olash around, it's not gonna be very difficult to talk him into paying more attention to her than to anything else that's going on. You know what? Yeah, actually, okay, yeah, you're probably uh, right. Here's, here's the thing. I do think we should find some place to sort of ditch them at some point along the way, but leaving them out here in the forest oh. is not. I, it's not that okay. I we're, near, we're near the road. I mean, I mean, we should we could get rid of the guard. Well, uh, Gorik is the problem. He's the one that prevents the real issue. Is he? Is he? A, I mean, yeah, he's a problem. All right, but... I've been meaning to talk to you. About this. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on with you? Know, always just staring intensely. <laughs> yeah, we're just. I'm just staring into the fire. Just staring at each other. Like... I think the title of this episode is going to be "How Do You Solve a Problem Like Gorik." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, he's he tried to kill us on multiple occasions. He's sure. tried to destroy the entire world in a tide of fire and blood. Okay, maybe he's just misunderstood. I, I feel like he's been extremely clear about his intentions. But, but maybe I can change him. Oh, Ildav, 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 Ildav. I just... No. Ildav, that's, you can't, you can't, you can't stick with a bad man in hopes that he'll change. It's, believe me, that way lies heartbreak. I've tried it, you know, it's just, they, they always break your heart in the end. Well, let's just, you know, keep him around for a minute. I'll do my, we'll see. I still want to take another crack at that interrogation plan. I feel like we can get some details about his plan if we, if we ask the right questions. I mean, I have another spell slot, but I'd rather... Not that that's, like, a thing that my character would think. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're about to go to sleep, actually, this might be But if, yeah, I guess I can re- regain it on uh, a short rest. I think I regained those thoughts. You do, yeah. Yeah. Maybe while Cathark, after Cathark passes out, but before, you know, before we take our watch, it might be, or before I, you know. We should try to interrogate. Was, I think it's not a bad idea. Let's do it. So the night continues on. Cathark goes to sleep. Garfit goes to sleep. Olash is still on her watch. Are you guys going to try to do this during hers? Are you going to wait for her to finish up and wake one of you guys? What is, what's going on? Why did I go to sleep? Because it's not your watch. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to help them with the thing, but okay. I think they already established <laughs> that you are not the one for that activity. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> All right. I guess whenever... Yeah, during Olash's watch, well, is Kathak... Well and truly passed out. Yeah, he's asleep. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sneak into the wagon, and I'm gonna have you know Ildov just be sort of like peeking in through the back, you know, just casting detect thoughts because I assume you need light of sight. Th- line of sight. Um, I yeah, I, yep. So just wait to do it until I until yeah, I actually asks. start asking okay. questions. So I liberate Gulrick's head from the sack, knife to his throat again, mm-hmm. take the gag out, and I say, "All right, Gulrick, we've gotten pretty sick of." lugging you around here uh, it's frankly you've been nothing but trouble so you get one last chance to convince us that you're worth more to us alive and dead how are you planning to summon elder zone 
I need. Mm. I want details. I want specifics. Now I cast detect thoughts. Roll intimidation. Not twenty. Nice. <laughs> he um like swallows hard, and his Adam's apple just sort of rubs against the the blade a little bit. You can see just like it, it just cuts him just a little bit, a little a little drop of blood I starts go, running down. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes. Um, did you did you blindfold him at all, or is he can yeah, see you? As the well? only thing I'm freeing is his mouth. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> sounds weird. Um, so he uh, does that that sort of hard swallow, and then um, he says, "I was never going to summon him. That's not what this was about." Okay, this is, it's, he's coming regardless. I don't believe you. Why would he need a whole organization if, if whatever's going to happen is going to happen? How many, how many big personalities have you met that don't want a red carpet when they make their entrance? That's, that's too facile. I don't, I don't buy it. You were, you were making specific plans, taking specific steps. You were trying to eliminate opposition. If there was no chance of, of risk, or if there was nothing that you had to make, you know, spe- prepare specifically, there'd be no need for all of that. I mean, that's your interpretation. Yes, but it's my interpretation that you need to worry about here. What were you all doing in the sewers? We were doing what we needed to do. I told you I want details. We were traveling around the city clandestinely. That's how sewers work. Again, I, what what are you what are you setting up around the city that's that that requires such clandestine travel? What, can I, what form does this red carpet take? Can I like read his thoughts? You can, and and he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So far as he knows, everything he's saying is the truth. Okay. Are we getting? Is she getting any flashes of like, like specifically like where in the sewers the hideout is located, or where the breach it's, is? It's going to only happen? surface thoughts at this level, unless okay. you want to probe deeper. I say, where is he going to break through? Can I probe deeper? You can try to. Probe deeper. Where where does I'll it probe. enter our re- reality? What's uh, DC's sixteen? Sixteen, yeah. And is it um, the right <clears throat> charisma? Yep. So you're you're asking these questions, more and more questions, and then. All of a sudden, his head just sort of just like turns to the side a little bit, and he goes, uh, and he goes, "Oh, you're trying the same thing again, and you're getting nothing now, Ildov." But he's still answering you. He goes, uh, we we weren't setting anything up; it was already there. We were just using what already existed. Using it what to amass wealth and power? Yes. I thought you said you didn't care any uh, care about any of that. You're not making any sense. It's not about... It was never about what I cared about. Are all of you so small-minded that you can't think of anything greater than yourselves? You keep you keep talking in these vague terms about, you know, grand entrances and red carpets. What was the god you... What was the being you worship expecting you to actually do for it? He was expecting us to set the stage. In what Surely way? Surely a showman such as yourself can understand. In, in what way? By burning down a shop or two? mutilating a, a random guild member, trying to assassinate a group of people you met less than a week ago? Cassian, if I did my homework correctly, you were part of a mercenary band once. The Nine Lives, correct? I'm conducting this interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. So you must have some, at least cursory, understanding of the tactics of battle. Uh, and that if you're going to bring a major player 
onto the field of war, oftentimes it is still in your best interest to weaken those that would stand against it. So, so that's what gil- we were doing. The Order of the Raven's Egg, the, the Tempered Steel, trying to weaken them? Yes. Well, sounds like uh, you have a real lack of faith in your god's ability. I bet he would find that disturbing. Even the sharpest of card sharks understands the importance of a stacked deck. So let me get this straight. You're telling me the whole purpose of your clandestine organization, your secret sewer cult, was to set the stage for a god whose victory you already believed to be inevitable by weakening opposition to it anyway? Yes, that's about right. And the, this, this grand uh, event that you're all building towards is this god emerging from the sewers below Bastafir, destroying the city, and then spreading out to conquer the entire world. Do I well, have that about right? Mostly. Mostly? What's, what, what's, what's wrong about that? never said that he was going to destroy the city. What is he going to do to the city? Whatever he wants. You are no fun at all to talk to. Do you know that? <laughs> I conk him on the head with my dagger and knock him out. With the, the, the hilt handle? Hilt of my dagger. <laughs> my dagger. Cool. Yeah. You knock him out. Resack him. Yeah. Uh, and drag him. <laughs> You've been resacked. <laughs> and and, re- and sort of stow him, share the information a little bit. Mm-hmm. Going on with what, what's happening with everybody else, like at this point now... Olash's watch has ended. Yarfik's watch is up next. Uh, so, Olash, you um, you go, you rouse Yarfik, and then you go, where are you sleeping? Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> you can sleep and in, in, you can use Yarfik's bedroll. I mean, it's very small. You'd really be sleeping on the ground and just kind of using it as a pillow or, like, just covering your legs. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it'd be like sleeping in a potato sack. I mean, that's... Pretty much my only option, isn't it? Well, you can sleep in the wagon. You can do any number of things. You can sleep in the wagon. You could go curl up next to Kathak. Might be a little too forward. I don't know. Might be a we little just too forward. Just got how Olash plays this. Yeah. <laughs> the first move is convincing him to sleep in my bed without. <laughs> <laughs> There's a delicate 48-part plan, <laughs> and the first step is get him in my bed. <laughs> without me. Yes. I guess I'll I'll sleep in the wagon. Um, so you stars, <laughs> you get up in the wagon and sort of curl up amidst like bags of food and, and two bags of people, <laughs> um, and you you eventually find a position that's comfortable enough um, and fall asleep. Cassie and Ildov, you guys gonna sort of retire to your bed rolls? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they're going to sleep with the caucus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he He's wakes up with so one warm. of our <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's spooning him. Uh, so you guys retire to your bed rolls, and meanwhile, Yarfik, you sort of get up, you you know, shake it off a little bit, uh, roll your neck out, and then uh, you go and take a look around, and, and you eventually just sort of settle, like, sitting by the fire, poking at it with a stick, looking around every time you hear something, uh, sort of seeing what's going on. And eventually, you... Something catches your eye, uh, just sort of off in the forest a little bit. There's this sort of, like, dull light that's sort of emanating from from out there. You'd say probably, like, 50 feet off or so. Into the tree line? Um, yeah, in, in, in the trees. Um, and it seems like it's moving a little bit closer. It's steadily moving closer. It's not moving closer quickly. It seems like it's, like, walking speed for, you know, your averagely sized humanoid. And I'm going to get up from the fire and kind of move into a shadier part of the rock and kind of take a position where they can't quite see me in the firelight. Okay, okay. Um, so as it gets, uh, this light gets closer and closer, uh, you you see a little more definition in it. Um, and at first you just see this sort of silhouette 
of a, a, a woman in a dress. That's that's sort of all you can tell. Uh, it could be a man in a dress. To be fair, I'm I'm projecting <laughs> my own you know stuff on this. A figure in a dress, and as it gets closer and closer, you you can start to sort of make out the the colors and everything that are associated with this. You see uh, this sort of like deep purple, uh, almost like a royal purple dress. The uh, bare arms, sort of a, a dark uh, olivey skin tone. There's a, a circlet on this figure's head uh, made of gold, and it looks like there's a, a diamond set right in the um, right on the front, on the forehead. And, uh, and sort of like a, a loose, lighter purple, like chiffon-y-style cape. Uh, something very flowy. Right, yeah. Um, more summery type of... Yes. Okay. And she, uh, now you can see that it is a she. Uh, she comes forward, and um, he's still hiding behind the rock. Do I recognize her? You can't see her face yet. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out, yeah, and toward and just, uh, say to her, "My lady, why are you out in the woods so late?" Uh, and she turns to you and and says, "Yarfik, do you not recognize me? Oh my, this is the first that I've." appeared to you, I so forget the flow of time and how it affects mortal beings. It, it is I, Asya. Oh, crap. <laughs> I, down one knee, head down, just completely just like, oh, my, my lady, my, I, I, I am sorry, I did not recognize you from your own visage. I am not worthy to be in your presence. I, am, I, I throw myself on your mercy. She walks forward, sits by the fire, just on one of the logs that's over there and says, please, please, stand, come, sit, let us talk. Whatever you ask. Uh, and he, I sort of get up kind of, like, not sure of myself enough and I leave, like, my shield and my hammer and everything else behind. I just come over and I sit down and it's like that kind of, like, really nervous first date sit where you don't know what to do with your hands mm-hmm. or anything else. It's kind of like... So you finally sit down and sort of settle. And there's just sort of, sort of silence that hangs in the air for about a minute or so. The, the entire world outside of what's happening at the fire seems like it's standing still. As she uh, eventually is the one to break the silence, and she looks at you and says, Now, if what I'm to understand is correct, you are troubled. What makes you say that? I, I do hear your prayers. You do. You do. Yes, and you seem to be... (laughs) Do you hear all of them? Why would you pray if you did not think those prayers were to be heard? And I remind you, I am the goddess of truth. I I know. Uh, To be perfectly frank and honest, it was all part of, you know, I, I was reaching out, hoping to hear from someone, but honestly, it just felt good also to talk things out maybe and jog something in my memory that can help me as well. I, I, I was always hoping for someone to speak back, but I never got a response that I understood, and so I felt I was kind of just alone and working through my own thing. Yafik, I hope this can answer your question. Oh, it's answered a lot. <laughs> I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> just, just you being here is, 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 is an answer in itself. Yafik, I know that you feel conflicted in your pledge to protect life, and this feeling that sometimes to protect life you may have to end one. And I want you to know this. I am the goddess of life, but I am also the goddess of justice. So, 
So I'm not as far off the path as I thought. She starts to fade. Wait, please don't leave me here. It's just so nice to be in your company. Please don't go. Can she... Everyone else thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> you can see her smile at that. <laughs> and she laughs. And it is the most beautiful and joyous thing you have ever heard in your entire life. And you are 90% sure that it is also the most beautiful thing you will ever hear in your entire life. Uh, as you just heard laughter from the mother of the gods. But her form continues to fade. Until finally it's back to that sort of dull purple light that you saw off in the forest. And then it fades completely and you're left with nothing but the light of the fire. Single tear. And uh, I'm going to get up at that point and walk over to the um, the wagon just to check on Olash sleeping. I'm going to do a check-in with everybody and see how they're doing. And... You okay? Yeah. Olash is still asleep. Everyone else is still asleep. Cassian is, is murmuring like a, like a slurred, only semi-intelligible version of uh, like an awards speech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I had had this plan beforehand, and you know, I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna try to take the guard sack out of the wagon, like clandestinely, as best he can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll stealth. <laughs> Disadvantage I have my armor on. Uh, I. I mean, I think you would have. You would have taken your armor off before this. You knew what you were doing. Yeah. So that with stealth is sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, so you you get the guard's sack out of the wagon. <laughs> Without much trouble, you maybe like crush a tomato, but otherwise you you get it out and onto the ground. I mean, he's both he and it's difficult to do because Olash is in the wagon. Well, that's why. Yeah. But you manage to do it uh, and get him out. The guard is awake now, but still, yeah. you know, gagged. I grab one of the sacks of ration that I made as well. Okay. And I dr- I'm going to take him, not drag him like I did go, but take him out into farther into the woods. Turn down the sack, completely <laughs> open. Turn I- down the sack. And I'm going to say to him. Also a good name for the episode, but anyway. (laughs) If you please promise me you'll be quiet here and hear what I have to say before you do anything. Do you understand me? He he nods his head. I take his gag out. You've worked for Gulwark for a long time, correct? He nods his head. Answer me this. Do you do it because of what you you believe what he believes in or do you do it because he pays you well and you need the money? I, I just, I work for money. I'm going to untie you now. Do not run. Okay. I untie him. We are sorry that you got caught up in all of this. There is a very large evil coming. Something humongous that is going to tear apart Bastavir and perhaps this world. And I, as a holy man of Ajia, feel the need to protect people from this. We're sorry we took you with us. We're on our way to try to stop this. But you don't need to be part of it. Take this. I hand him the ration. Mm -hmm. I give him five of my own gold. Take the road back to Bastavir and get your family out as fast as you can. Do not tell anyone where we are or what's going on. Just get out and be safe. And Ajia's light be with you. Now go. He um sort of stands there for a second, like holding a sack of food and five gold, <laughs> just in disbelief. Go! And then when you yell at him, <laughs> then he like shakes and, and turns around and like just starts backing up because he's still not entirely sure what's going on. He doesn't the want to take his eyes off The road's that way. Just go you. toward the road. But he just starts backing up and then eventually he sort of gets far enough away that he turns around and just sprints and takes off. I'm going to throw the sack into the woods and go back and finish my watch. Uh, so you go back and finish your watch. At this point now, uh, it's th- this was probably just before dawn that you did this. So now it's coming past dawn. You finish at your watch. It's about... It's, a, it's about probably like 10 a.m., maybe a little earlier. You guys are welcome to keep resting if you want or or switch out watches and have someone else 
take a stretch and you guys can get moving around noon. It's up to you. I've got to catch another four hours, don't I, for a full rest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess we better make sure everybody gets a full rest. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to take a watch or whoever. Okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, Yarfik, you go bed down in your your bedroll because uh, no one's using it as a pillow and Cassie and you take a watch and you know a couple of travelers sort of pass by on the road you can you can see them but nothing really happens uh, are you doing anything while you're on your watch I mean to be honest I have to assume Cassian would check on the prisoners at some point yeah that's kind of what I was asking um, <laughs> I I feel like it, he's been you know been keeping a close eye on them the whole time so at some point I'm going to peek in on them and when I see that the guard is missing I'm going to although wait (laughs) I guess I look in and I see two sacks do I know that Olas was sleeping in the wagon oh but I don't see yeah but she didn't put herself (laughs) inside of a sack (laughs) okay that's true Point. She just closes up the top while everybody else is doing it. I can't, I, can't, I can't sleep with any light, okay? okay just okay, give okay, me okay. a potato sack. And I feel like I'm in the womb again, just completely covered. Okay, so when I notice the guard is missing, I immediately go up to Olash and shake her awake. I say, Olash. What? Olash, the guard is missing. Did you see him escape? <laughs> if I saw him escape, he wouldn't have escaped. Well, I, I, I mean, what the fuck happened? <laughs> All right, fine. Go back to sleep. I get, I get out of the wagon and I go and I check Yarfik awake. What? 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 Yarfik. What? Yarfik, the guard escaped. No. Did you see anyone or hear hear anyone come by on no. your watch? No, no. Anything suspicious? Nothing suspicious. Um, Ajia came to me. Oh, great. Did you ask her where her tear is? No. <laughs> you don't just ask straight up of a of your goddess. What is the point of divine intervention if you're not gonna ask her where? We're the thing we need to find is. Uh, I'm sorry. More immediate problem. What happened with the guard? Did you see anything? Did Ajia warn you of anything? She didn't warn me at all. We had a lovely conversation. I felt like I was on a first date. It was weird. But no, he's he's gone. He's fine. What do you mean he's fine? I let him go. Why? Because he had nothing to do with this. Absolutely he did. He was part of Gulruk's organization. He's a paid guard. He has a family out in Bastafir. He's no more involved with what Gulrick did than anything else. And what happens when he runs back to Bastafir and tells them he knows where Gulrick's kidnappers are? He won't. Why not? Because I asked him not to. Because I was kind to him. We're getting going. Now. We're moving. We're, we're getting on the road. Let's go. Everybody up. We gotta make. Tri- we gotta put distance between ourselves and the city. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I start so clapping my hands and rousing everybody. Clap your hands. You rouse everybody. Everyone sort of wakes up, stretches, shakes it off. Kathak gets up and he, he goes, oh, hey, well, I guess it's uh, time to start moving on. Hey, uh, what do you say I make everybody breakfast? You guys are so nice. He starts walking over. No, nope, don't the worry wagon. about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Olash is, is asleep in there and she sleeps in the buff. It wouldn't be proper. <laughs> just do the gentlemanly thing and, and we'll Wait, just... Does it, does it mean she was... She naked in this bedroll. Oh my god! No, she was sleeping oh in the wagon. God, she oh was sleeping god. in the wagon. Oh, I mean, at some point in the past, sure, she has. Oh been. god! Yeah, you deal with that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of bang on the side of the wagon and say, "Wakey, wakey, Olas, we gotta get moving. Put some clothes on and come out here and let's go." <laughs> I'm gonna get up and get hitched to the wagon if we're heading out. That's fine. We'll put the fire out and get going. Okay. So you guys clean up. Get all your stuff together. Uh, since you had packed the rations together the day before, you guys all sort of eat on the move. And you continue on into the forest. Uh, Kathak still none the wiser. <laughs> well played. And that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can hear the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. We think that everyone that listens to this podcast is a great, upstanding human that everyone should know. Five stars. That was our review of you. Would you be willing to reciprocate on your podcast listening platform of choice? We scratched your back, so come on. We're all itchy. You can support the show at patreon.com slash IWVTCast and get yourself some cool rewards in the process, like all our homebrew items, an on-air shout-out, and an extra weekly podcast. If you have somehow missed it up to this point, our live show is this Saturday, April 21st, 6 p.m. at Vermont Comedy Club. There are still a few tickets left. You can snag them at vtcomedy.com. All the music on this episode was written and recorded by Adam Raven. You can check out all of his work at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time as the party travels towards the mountains and meets another traveler in need. We'll see you live on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. has been a Puma Knife production.